0: Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. All right, Taylor, let's get this baby started. Today, we're talking about PPC. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Paper click. I mean, we've been giving a big overview on digital marketing. Then we went into SEO last time. And today, we want to kind of dive deeper into other ways of getting traffic, right? We talked mm-hmm. about organic and what you can do to get absolutely free traffic. Just continue to optimize the marathon, not yeah. a sprint. And today we got to talk to those that cannot wait forever, right? To get traffic. Mm -hmm. You got results, you got a coder, you got goals to hit. How do you get traffic now? How do you get predictable traffic? How do you make it in a way that it is affordable to get leads and sales at certain dollar amount that you're really looking to do or build a brand over time, right? So Mm how do we get started? This is a very broad topic. We're not talking about specific platforms. We're just talking about the concept of it. Where should we begin? And how do we kind of get our audience up to speed on what they can be
1: doing today? Yeah. So like you said, if you're, if we're talking about search, right, somebody going to a search engine and actually looking for your product or service, if you want to show up tomorrow, start getting traffic tomorrow for some of those keywords, those search terms. There's really only one way to do that and that's to pay for that traffic, right? We talked about SEO and it does take time, especially if you're not even on page one today or not even showing up today. So the way that you do that is through, you know, ads, right? You mentioned, you know, we're not talking about a specific platform, but realistically, you know, 80, 90% of the market is using Google. And so when we talk about pay-per-click, we're talking primarily about, you know, Google AdWords, at least in the context of this podcast today. So sorry, change to Google Google ad, ads. Ad, yes, AdWords. <laughs> It's outdated. That was so last yeah. month. So Google has a, a number of different products in terms right. of the type of ads, search ads, display, remarketing, shopping. retargeting, shopping. YouTube. Um, YouTube is you know, a Google platform as well. And there's a number of different types of ads within YouTube. But what we'll talk about today, just to simplify, is search ads through Google. So let's talk a little bit about how that works and, and how you show up. So the term PPC stands for pay-per-click, which is essentially how that works. So you only pay when somebody actually clicks on your ad Uh, and how you actually show up is all based on what's called the AdWords auction. And so it literally is an auction of here's the keywords I want to show up for and I will bid a certain amount in order to show up for it. And so some industries that are more competitive, uh, just like any auction that you would go to where there's a lot of demand for something and price is going to go up. So a lot of people bidding on it, the price is going up. It's more competitive. Also, most of the time the value for that click or that lead uh, because of whatever you're selling is is a higher value so people are willing to pay more meaning if you're selling a you know three dollar product the cost per click should be a little bit cheaper than if you're you know selling life insurance or you're you know selling a vehicle or something along those lines mortgage anything like that that's highly competitive but also a big ticket item so the way that the, the AdWords auction works, again, it's based on what other people are bidding. There's also other factors that, that come into play, things like what's called the, the quality score, which is mainly to do with, I guess to summarize, it's mainly to do with the user experience. So when people that are clicking on the website, are they bouncing, meaning they're clicking and they're going and your landing page or your website is not relevant to whatever they're searching for, so they left. How long are they staying on the website? Are they you know, converting into contacts or customers? So there's a few factors that go into the quality score, but that's essentially how the the AdWords auction works in order to show up for the search terms that you're trying to show up for. So let's talk a little bit about what type of keywords you should be paying for and bidding on and how you should structure your campaign. Right. So if you were to be building on a marketing strategy and you wanted to introduce Google AdWords into Google Ads, into your strategy, where would you start? Like I said, I think
0: you have to really put that goals that you have in mind. Are you trying to get leads for your sales reps, right? Are you trying to generate leads for a particular product or service that's extremely profitable or, you know, you know, you're the best at it and you want to make sure that you're going to be, you know, competing with other guys and you want to make sure you show up for every single one of them. If it's a lead gen strategy, right? It's a Uh different set of keywords than just getting overall traffic to the website, right? So, if I'm doing paid, I'm going more for the results because uh-huh. I want to make sure that there's going to be an ROI positive thing. And of course, you can use Facebook ads just for branding, uh-huh. just getting more people to our website, and you know because the cost per click is a lot less. Uh-huh. Whereas Google it's going to be more and more expensive depending on how competitive the nature of your business is, right? So you want to make sure it's going to get something for your team. If you're in a B2B environment, it might even be just a guide that they're downloading Mm -hmm. because they may not be ready to, you know, even be ready for a request, a quote or consultation or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's for a particular goal. So putting that in front and say, hey, what would I like to have in my sales funnel more of is it more just people in my marketing qualified list so that I can nurture? Or do I really need folks that I can have a you know free consultation with mm-hmm. or whatever it is in your business? And that's going to lead to an opportunity and close that deal and then work backwards. If it's going to be more lower funnel, we could be more and more stricter into the type of keywords that you're going to be putting it in, uh-huh. right? It could be XYZ service, right? Just people looking for, I'm just going to use web design, web design company. As an example, that would be somebody who's looking for a company to work with or web design, you know, coat, right? So it's very relevant. Let's
1: use that as an example. So um, what you're saying is you'd probably, if you're paying for the traffic, focus more on the bottom of the funnel search terms because if you're paying for that, then you want to get a more immediate return on that spend, right? So like you're saying, if someone's researching for, you know, best, let's say if they're researching for, you know, design ideas or color schemes or, you know, strategies for designing a website or something like that is more top of the funnel. You know, what color should my, you know, CTA be on my homepage, right? So where should you put a form on the website or, you know, 2019 web design trends? Maybe you don't want to pay for that traffic. And if you do, you're saying that the experience on that particular page, landing page, should be something different than request a quote because they're just doing research. Maybe they want to download a a style guide or, you know, template or vector files for web design, something like that, generate a lead that way. Um, Whereas ideally, most companies would jump straight to the bottom of the funnel and say, I only want to pay for people that are looking for best web design agencies in New York or Chicago or LA or whatever, uh, because that shows somebody who's actually looking for a web design company agency developer and that's where you would start with with your campaign. So when you would structure that obviously those are two different ad groups right that you would build out if you really did want to focus on research related versus bottom of the funnel most companies will start with only bottom of the funnel breakdown by the services uh, for using you know our company for example we would look at like you said web design graphic design uh, right. as one sort of you know ad group and then you would have a whole another set and sort of strategy for search engine optimization. Then you'd have another one for Google ads or pay-per-click management. Then you'd have another one for social media. So you want to break those down based on the service that you provide and then do the keyword research, just like we were talking about with SEO, surrounding the overall decision-making process that someone's going to go through before they hire a SEO agency. Right.
0: Well, and I think what we really want to make sure is that, again, people try it and it doesn't work because they did it by themselves mm-hmm. and they kept all the keywords very broad match. Like my ice cream example at a company that does dispense, they, they sell the the actual product in which you put the ice cream in and their marketing person or their team were just bidding on, you know, just broad match ice cream. So Chocolate fi- sprinkles. Exactly. Right. $50,000 later, they never sold any of their packaging products. They got a lot of uh, ice cream clicks that never yeah. converted. And it's because of that very reason of setting it up incorrectly in the first place. You're kind of doing broad match or whatever it might be. And yeah. that's how it is by default if you just punch in keywords. Yeah, And by not setting it up right, you end up
1: wasting money and throw away the whole idea of pay-per-click yeah. doesn't work for my business. Yeah. And not only are you going to waste money that is on clicks that are not relevant to you, you're actually going to pay more for those clicks than the actual ice cream parlor would because of that quality score that we talked about in that AdWords auctions, because it's a terrible user experience and you don't actually sell ice cream, right? Right. So because you're bidding on bad keywords, you're gonna have a high bounce rate, you're gonna have a low you know, sort of user experience on the website, right? You're gonna have a low quality score, page relevance is gonna be down, ad relevance. So all of that is gonna, if you actually wanna get that traffic, you're gonna have to pay more for it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a bad strategy, like you said, bad execution. Uh, it actually costs you money in, in more ways than not. Right. So
0: again, I, I think it's looking at the structure of the campaign, how it's set up and making sure that you don't have any irrelevant clicks coming in. Mm. You've kind of tightened up the campaign to be able to get the results that you're looking for. Now, when we talk about results, what are we talking about? Are we talking about CPL, CPC, uh, CPA? I mean, these are terms people throw right. around and... Yeah, you as a newbie might not have any idea what's a CPA. Sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, someone who does your taxes, right? <laughs> um, I think that it it depends on what your goals are, and right. I think for any marketing campaign or anything that really you do in in life, you should have work some backwards. sort of a goal. Yeah, and then kind of work backwards from there. But when it comes to Google Ads specifically, there's a lot of different you know trains of thought, and you know different agencies and different marketers look at it. You know, a number of different ways, but Google's going to report on everything, right? Impression clicks and impression share and View all through conversions. Of, you through know, conversion, click through rate, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. For us, we again want to start at the end, which is, you know, revenue for the company. And so if it's it's B2C and you're you have e-commerce, not necessarily lead gen campaign, then you want to look at, you know, how much revenue are you driving? You know, your your return on ad spend or return on investment how much did you spend and how much did you sell? And obviously you do the math on your profits and those sorts of things. And it's a little more straightforward on the B2B side or even B2C if you're just generating leads, any kind of lead gen campaign, which is probably more common, I think, when it comes to to Google AdWords. You want to look at two main factors, which is your cost per lead, and then your cost per acquisition. And a lot of companies, if you don't have the proper tracking set up, it's harder to understand cost per acquisition because you don't have any visibility into anything past a lead, right? So a lead is someone filling out the form on your website, and then from there, salesperson follows up, or it goes to a different CRM, and you don't really know what happened to that. Uh, We always want to get deeper into the funnel uh, because you you want to know again what's driving revenue for the company. So you wanna look at how much you spent and again, the same sort of return based on that lifetime value of the customer. So if I spent, you know, $100 to generate this lead uh, and then for every five leads, you know, then I I generate, I get one new customer. So that's costing me $500 to get a new customer, right? So my cost of acquisition is is $500. Uh, If I'm selling something that's worth $50,000 a year to me and my clients are staying with me for average of three years, then my lifetime value is about $150,000 right so i'm spending $500 to make $150,000 over the next 3 years so to me that you know makes sense that that i would continue to invest and continue to drive more traffic right now if you only optimize based on the cost per lead meaning that $100 you may look at different channels or even different ad groups that are cheaper and make a determination based on that factor and say well, I'm generating leads for twenty dollars over here, or I can go and buy a list of leads for, you know, one dollar a contact or ten dollars per record. I could run ads on Facebook, like you mentioned earlier, and you can get leads for for cheaper than hundred dollars. But if you stop there and you don't look at how many of those leads are converting into customers and what type of customers you're getting, maybe you're getting you know small one-off projects, one-off you know purchases that are. or $200 or $500, it may not be as valuable to you. So just looking at the full picture, getting deeper into that funnel in terms of what's actually producing revenue for the company, then you work backwards from there and actually optimize the campaigns based on the results of revenue, not on the results of cost per lead.
0: So let me ask you this. Most people probably are optimizing for clicks, right? They're like, hey, I'm getting this click for really low. Yeah. And they might just say, okay, well, let's go one step higher and then say, hey, let's go get for how much do we want to generate in terms of leads? Okay, we want to get 10 leads this month and we have a yeah. $5,000 budget. Should you optimize for leads or should all marketers should go more deeper and try to find out what kind of customers are they getting out of these leads?
1: I think you should always go deeper and understand what type of customers you're getting. But that, it again, it depends on what else you're doing in sort of your your marketing mix, right? Because I would say, you know, I don't care about the cost per click, In the sense of, I don't care how much, you know, if if it would cost me again, it costs you $100 to get that click and you can get clicks for 10 cents. If the 10 cents clicks are nonsense, then I would still rather get the the $100 clicks. At the same time, again, want to look at the big picture and say, maybe I'm introducing retargeting or remarketing campaigns, both through Google and through social networks. Maybe I have other lead gen offers on my website in terms of a a form download or, you know, an ebook download or, you know, subscribe to my newsletter or something like that. And just look at the value of a lead in general. If you have marketing automation set up, driving more relevant traffic will help fuel uh, any remarketing campaigns, any, you know, cookie data that you have. So yes, if you can drive relatively, you know, cheap clicks for something that's not converting right away, it's still maybe a good strategy. If you see over time that your, let's say Facebook remarketing campaigns the conversion rates are going up, the click-through rates are going up and you're generating leads that are turning into revenue through those channels because you're driving more top-of-the-funnel clicks through Google AdWords that are a little bit cheaper. So at face value, I would say, yeah, I I don't necessarily care about the cost per click. I look at the cost per lead and cost per acquisition in sort of comparison to what it's bringing back in terms of revenue. But the reality is, is that sales, you know, marketing, It's not a straight line, right? It's not a linear path. So you are going to get somebody that is, you know, sits down at their computer or their phone. First time they search for product service, click on the first ad, fill out the form or they, you know, make a purchase. That's a dream. But that doesn't happen every time. (laughs) Maybe that happens 1% of the time, right? So for the other 99% of the time, you need to look at the big picture, look at the intent, and look at things like your search term report or search query report and say, yes, these clicks were cheaper more expensive, but what were they actually searching for? And if you tighten that up and add negative keywords, and they're all very, very relevant to your audience, but they're not converting. I wouldn't necessarily stop spending money on that. I'd look at why they're not converting. I'd look at that landing pages that you're sending them to. I'd look at, you know, the form that you have on the website. And I'd look at other channels like how are we continuing to stay in front of them through remarketing or marketing automation? Because again i think you may be missing out on, on the big picture so yeah i guess as a long-winded answer to say i don't necessarily we don't want to optimize for clicks and i don't want to optimize for cost per click i want to look at the big picture and just understand what's happening in terms of generating valuable leads that are turning into revenue hey thanks for listening
0: solomon here are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads you're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified or Maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening. And let's get back to our topic for the day. Let's talk about branded versus non-branded keywords, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, there's always some kind of, you know, like debate about, should I buy my own brand name? I mean, I already rank on the first page for my own name. Why should I pay for my name?
1: Right, yeah, that's a great point. I think if someone's searching for, let's use our own company, right? Because it just, it's easy comparison. So someone searches for one IMS, Mm -hmm. um, should we pay for that click or should we just hope that they scroll down and click organically? I think it depends on it, what your competition is doing because uh, there are competitors that will bid on your brand name so it's sort of a necessary evil at that point that you know if they're stealing your traffic stealing your customers for somebody who's already looking for you then you, you should bid on it now we also get a lot of marketers or companies that will come to us and they're running a campaign where their agency is basically just capitalizing on that fact and showing reports like the cost per click the cost per lead cost per acquisition and it's very skewed because the reports are going to be based on the keywords they're bidding on. If they're bidding on mainly your brand name or you know individuals, leaders at, within the company, they're bidding on their names. They're basically only getting traffic for people who already know who you are, maybe even existing customers. So of course, the cost per click is going to be low. Conversion rates are going to be extremely high. Uh, and you're going to look at the cost per lead and cost per acquisition and lifetime buy. And you're going to say, you know, this company's knocking out of the park, right? But they're not showing you the data that you're missing out on. They're not They're not showing. lying. Yeah. <laughs> they're
0: just not telling you all the truth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
1: So again, if you were to, you know, you're, you're a marketer internally there or you're, you're a business owner and you're trying to report back to somebody or try to understand these different metrics uh, and you say, okay, well, I'm, I'm paying for my brand name now, but I'm going to start paying for all my service names, something that's more competitive. I'm going to pay for, you know, to show up for the products that I'm selling. And all of a sudden it starts getting more expensive. Your cost per click is, is going up. Your conversion rates are going way down because this is the first non-branded. time people are introduced right. to your brand and you're getting, you know, again, in comparison, less of those people are turning out to be customers uh, when you look at the percentages, right? So you'd look at that and say, my campaigns are performing worse. But again, you wanna look at the big picture, look at overall revenue that you're, you're driving and, as long as you're trending upwards in that in that regard, and saying, okay, I'm spending more money and I'm getting more customers and there's volume in terms of revenue, even if it's not the same return on investment or return on ad spend sort of ratio, as long as it's profitable, then you still can scale that.
0: And you know, my thought process is, branded searches are so cheap, right? There's yep. nobody else competing. It's a penny. For most, yeah, as long
1: as your brand name is not uh, (laughs) (laughs) bestseoagency.com.
0: And secondly, you get to dictate what you want to put on the ad copy, whereas in SEO, you really can't. You put title tags and you hope that that's what Google is showing, right? Or the description. You can dictate what you want to show on that. And so again, it's from a cost perspective, it's almost like as cheap as you can get. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Whereas this, what about competitor? Keywords, should you be bidding on your competitor? Again, you can create a lot of problems this way, but I've got very successful campaigns that works very well. So what should the average, you know, marketers, should they like stay away from competitors? Are they creating issues in the marketplace or are we like, let's double down on the competitors?
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the industry that you're in. Yeah. Like you said, it depends. Are you trying to be friends uh, or are you trying to make money? Trying to make money. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, most, I def-
0: most CEOs would say, yeah, listen.
1: I definitely think so. Yeah. Especially if you're in a competitive market where your maybe your top competitors have a bigger, way bigger piece of that market in terms of market share and brand awareness. Why not piggyback on that? Why would you, you know, people are actively searching for that company, which means they're either already a customer of that company or they've already decided they want to work with that company that is the perfect time that you should get in front of them, right? I mean, if you could, we would talk about, you know, let's say a cell phone provider, right? If you had T-Mobile or, you know, Sprint or, you know, at if every time somebody typed into their phone or was walking into the AT&T store, if all of a sudden Sprint could show an ad to you and right. say, hey, you know, why why go to ATT when, you know, Sprint is cheaper and we have more of this and that. That's exactly you know what we're talking about. I mean, someone is actively searching for your competition or the, the competitors' products or services that they sell. Why wouldn't you show up there and, like you said, have some enticing ad copy, uh, have a good landing page. Maybe if it is a product, maybe you can have some sort of a comparison page where you talk about the features, benefits that you have that are better than the competition. The one thing I would sort of rule against is being deceitful, right? And if, you know, someone is trying to go to a login page or something like that, I mean, you you can't pretend that you are that other company, but just introduce yourself in to somebody who doesn't necessarily know you exist. Creatively
0: through the ad copy.
1: Exactly. Looking for X, Y, Z. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, I think it's almost, it's huge for, let's say you have a software or something like that, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you almost have to do that. Absolutely. Because You need to create that awareness, especially if you're breaking into sort of a new product category that people don't necessarily know exists. People are searching for whatever they know to exist now, whatever the way they're solving their issue now, they're searching for that. And like you said, you know, looking for whatever, here's a better way to do that.
0: And I got to tell you, Thank God for those marketers that promoted their company through those keywords because I knew a brand that I was going to yeah. buy. And then I saw the ad. Yeah, I clicked on it, took me to a landing page. I requested a code or mm-hmm. demo or whatever it is. Watch the video and they're probably less expensive than what I was originally going to buy. And then you probably make that buying decision just because they caught me that on my way to the yeah. AT&T store right at the right. door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I feel exactly. like. Mm-hmm. So I think, I th- in my per- in my personal perspective, I think you should. I think you should uh, figure out who those competitor brand names are and then bid on it. So if someone's trying to get started with pay per click, where should they go? Google, Google right? Ads. I mean, what, what is, like what is what is the <laughs> yeah. first thing, right? Like create um, an account. Yeah, or yeah.
1: Obviously, I mean, if you don't have one yet, yeah, you definitely need to create an account. Depending on your business, I mean, there's different even types of Google ad accounts. There's what's called like an AdWords Express account. There's a, a standard sort of AdWords account. Uh, Google has different even types of bid adjustments and automatic bids and those sorts of things. I think just starting with the fundamentals and kind of understanding what it is that you're doing. I think competitor campaign, a branded campaign, and basically a, a product or service you know, campaign or sort of you know ad group, if you will, build it around there uh, and just understand at the very fundamental level, most bottom of the funnel keywords starting and then continue to expand it from there if it's something's completely new to you or you're in a very competitive product and competitive market then i think you should probably seek some professional help because google is going to take your money very fast they and, they don't care if you bit, bit right? on the wrong keywords they don't care if you know you don't have a good landing page they do but they'll let people click on it and you know they'll charge your credit $50,000 right? exactly. in ice cream. Exactly. So setting some budgets, setting some bids and doing your research, uh, even before you reach out to an agency or a consultant or an individual to help, I think having some sort of strategy in mind of like, how you want to approach it and how much you want to spend, really how much you would pay to get a lead or get a customer is where right. you really need to start when determining your budget.
0: Right. And just like I said, if you're doing that search campaign, pay attention to how those keywords are added and make sure it's not broad match, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the first step. If you didn't want to go get any professional help, just make sure if you can do phrase match, exact match, at least you know you're not wasting clicks on keywords that are not relevant. Yeah, You so might not
1: get a lot of clicks. What, let's explain, because you mentioned those those different the terminology. So what is the difference between exact match and right. phrase match, so broad match? And, ab-
0: absolutely. So exact match is your ads are only going to trigger if they punch in those Whatever that match Mm -hmm. that keyword is. If it's how to build a website, like we talked about, Mm -hmm. it would be unless and until you put that exact form, right? With the space in between Mm -hmm. every character or whatever, every word, your ads will not trigger. And that's it. You're you have a very limited pool of people searching for that, but at least you know you're not going to get a click from to build a, a pool in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do broad match, anything to do with any of those words in any order, how to build a house, your ad could show because right. you know, you're know you putting it in broad match. That's with no quotation marks or brackets. And then the phrase match is those, that word that you're trying to put in or that keyword is present in somewhere in their query, right? Yep. In the beginning, in the end, in the middle. And that means that at least they had some sort of intent around this thing that you're doing so they have getting quality, a little bit better quality, but maybe not. Then that's when you add some negative keywords and remove anything that's not relevant. I mean, if you're trying to grow that paid traffic, you're going to have to go outside of exact match because there's only going to be so many searches in, in your area or right. your target market that would search that. But yeah. phrase match is a good place. At least you know that you're not spending on broad match. Right
1: right so yep and then so what happens if you do if you do have the like you said let's say phrase match or broad match modify, there's a lot of different types of you know ways you can structure that you can also clean that up through negative keywords right so talk about what people should be doing with with negative keywords so
0: again you mentioned search term report, right? So you go through that search query report and you can see every single keyword that got a click and how much you paid for it and what ad group that came from and what campaign and all that information. And you can kind of go through that and say, hmm, I didn't really want this keyword. I didn't really want that. I can't believe I spent $15 for this one. It's because you haven't really optimized it in a way that you want only quality traffic. So you'd go and add negative keywords that are irrelevant. So mm-hmm. if you don't do anything with white shoes, then you would put white right. Right? as a negative. So I don't want to show up for anything white because uh-huh. I'm a shoe brand. I can put shoe as
1: a negative because I need more shoe related keywords, but I don't want anything to do yeah. with white. Or different brands of shoes. Exactly. I mean, you talked about the the ice cream example. I think it's, it's, it's a funny one, right? Because, you know, you could be selling ice cream machines. Right. Then um, you could get traffic for ice cream cones or ice cream shop or, you know, dairy-free or vegan ice cream or best ice cream, uh, ice cream store, like people are actually trying to purchase something in the store, someone trying to purchase online. If you really don't know what you're doing, you could show up for face cream or right. foot cream. <laughs> right. Uh, not even anything related to, to ice cream. Right? Exactly. So um, those are, again, examples of the way that if you're all the way from you know very exact, very strict strategy all the way to you know broad match, either way, uh, you want to start adding in some of those negative keywords because, even as you mentioned, within the product that you're selling, if you're selling a type of shoes, you're going to get iterations and variations of those shoes that you don't necessarily sell or traffic that you you don't want. If you're selling something high end, right? You're selling high end shoes. If someone searches for cheap shoes. You don't want. You don't to show want. Up. That. You don't want right. So you add cheap as a, a negative keyword, right? Yep.
0: Absolutely. Or free or anything of that. Mo- free, anything yeah. of that. I mean, so, I mean, for us, we have a list of negative keywords. We just automatically add pretty much to every, mm-hmm. every campaign, just because you want to make sure that you don't waste a single dollar. How do we wrap up this episode? I mean, like I said, this is a never ending topic. I wish we can like cover more in detail, but I think we're going to have to do this in future episodes. Mm-hmm. What do you say is a best way for someone who's trying to get started or wants more traffic now, can't wait for organic to kick in.
1: What should they be doing right now so that they can move their business ahead? Yeah, I think, like we said, you know, search ads is is probably the best way to show up tomorrow or get some traffic tomorrow. It's also a great way to understand what resonates with your customers, especially if you're trying to optimize for organic search or something along those lines. The only way you're going to get the real data in terms of what someone searched for, what they clicked on how they interacted with your website and if they ended up converting is by paying for that traffic through, through Google ads. So um, I think that's always a great way to start. And like you said, just start small with branded competitor, just general, you know, service products that you have. Uh, Yeah. And start, start spending some money uh, and pay very close attention to what's happening. Uh, And then I would also introduce, um, you know, some remarketing into that because I think if you're paying for traffic to the website, uh, that's not converting, you want to at least capture their data in terms of uh, their their browser data, essentially, and uh, stay in front of them when they go to to other websites. So, you know, in theory, you want to drive relevant traffic through search and you want to remarket those individuals through other platforms, Google Display Network, as well as, you know, social platforms. And you can do all of that for relatively, you know, cheap. And, and ultimately, you're paying for that experience, that data, that information, uh, and you can use that data in a number of different ways. But I think doing something is, is always better than waiting until you have the perfect strategy to do something. Right. Or the perfect
0: team or the perfect landing page, yeah. the perfect ad copy. Mm-hmm. I think it's again, optimization and it's, do you do a one-time PPC?
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. It's it's the same. Anything in marketing, right? You can't do, um, you can't say, Hey, you know, I just, I built this campaign and um, set it and forget it. Hopefully it brings me money. Right. Uh, like you said, that example of spending fifty thousand dollars on the wrong clicks uh, right. is far too common. We see that a lot, uh, where you know somebody starts a campaign, people forget that it's even running, right? Because again, true. Google's going <laughs> to charge your card, and uh, you could spend a lot of money uh, really quickly. So that's a wrap for today, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll
0: see you next time.